Hey guys, welcome back to League of Legends Radio, now with 30% less fat. I am your host, Ponder Sealine, and we've got a great episode for you this week. I'll be talking to you a little bit about my first impressions of the new champion, Echo, and a little bit about tilting, how you can prevent it, and how it affects your gameplay. So without further ado, let's jump right in. As always, you can follow me on Twitter at LOLegendsRadio, but let's get it on. Okay, so odds are you've seen the new champion, Echo. You've probably played against him, you've probably played with him, and if you're like me, you probably find him annoying. And Riot has a history of releasing champions in an overpowered state. Now, whether they do that because the PBE is not necessarily the most reliable testing ground, like um, when I was talking to Jeremy's Gaming Curios, he was talking about how you know, sometimes the playing field is not so even on there and it can be difficult to get actual good information off of the playtesting on the PvE. But whether they do it because of that or whether they do it, as many people are convinced, because they just want to sell more of the champion as soon as they're released so they make them overpowered, whether it's that or that, I don't think they would release things overpowered just to sell more of it, but they are a business, so, you know, it's a possibility. But it is a pretty uncontestable fact that Riot has a tendency to release things in an overpowered state. And really, Echo, for me, is one of the worst offenders so far, from what I've seen. Now, you can make the argument that he's only been out for four days or whatever, and that I'm jumping to conclusions, but just from looking at his numbers, his base damages are pretty significant, and really... The fact that you couple his fairly good base damages with three dashes and untargetability and a heal for no cost. Well, no cost on the ult. Just seems like poor champion design. Like, that's one of the reasons that when Kale is flavor of the month, she's very annoying to deal with, in my opinion, because she's got a heal, she's got that ultimate that makes her invincible or her ally or whatever, and... On top of that, she can deal some pretty significant damage, not so much so after her nerfs, which were definitely warranted, but um, but yeah, I think that Echo was poorly thought through as a champion. I think that his concept is cool, I think that he has some cool abilities, but I just really don't like the, I guess, inherent design of having that much mobility coupled with such high damage and an untarget ability and a heal. He kind of feels like a Zed, almost. Like, they are pretty, they have pretty similar kits in some respects, it feels like, but I don't know if that's a great comparison. Can I like Zed or LeBlanc? It's, people have a problem with these assassins that are, that couple tons of mobility with tons of damage. Thank you, Freak Senpai. Um, like, LeBlanc, ever since she's been popular, has gotten insane amounts of hate on the forums, on Reddit, etc, etc, in solo queue, because she's just very frustrating to deal with, because 
Not only can she instantly delete one of your squishies from the map, she can then just teleport back to wherever she was a couple seconds ago, and it makes her difficult to catch, difficult to lane against, difficult to gank, difficult to deal with in general, and it promotes frustrating play patterns. Like, uh, you, see the, you see the same thing with Nidalee. Not as, not as bad with the new Nidalee as it was with Season 3, Season 2, etc. Nidalee. Because Nidalee does have those frustrating play patterns, and she still does. I really don't like Nidalee, but she still has those, the very safe, inherent play style of sit back and chunk spears, and if they jump on you, just hop away with cougar form. And Riot did fix that to some extent with the rework, but uh, if you go AP, you still get that same sort of feeling. It just isn't as one-shotty as it was before, so I guess that's good, but eh, no. So, yeah, just in general, people don't like dealing... Zed's another one. Pretty much same deal as Luwonk. Thought I should mention that. But, um, yeah, people don't like dealing with these kinds of champions, so it's odd that Riot is releasing Echo after they see all the hate that they get from, you know, Zed and LeBlanc in Nidalee, who have pretty similar playstyles of delete someone and get out for free, basically, because Echo's ultimate... I really don't. I really think it's bad champion design to couple an invincibility with a heal just because in targetability, invincibility, whatever, blah, blah, blah. Just because that's, I don't know, it just doesn't seem like there's a ton of counterplay. Like, yeah, you can wait where his, he's going to spawn, but he gets that heal no matter what. I mean, if you don't CC him, he gets that heal and that dash back and that untargetability for free. And... It's just is not fun to play against. Now there is counterplay to Echo. Don't don't get me wrong. There are definite ways to beat him. Like um, I saw my friend go against an Echo top as Garen or something, and he just absolutely destroyed him. Partly because it was a first time Echo, but partly because silences just in general wreck assassins, and Echo's no exception to that. He was just shredding the Echo as Garen, because Echo doesn't have any options once he gets silenced, really. He can't jump around, or jump around, jump, jump, no, okay. <sighs> he can't, he can't jump around as easily, and, or at all, because silence, and he, um, it just limits his options as a spellcasting mage, and same thing happens, like, that's why I think Cho'Gath has made such a big comeback to mid lane. He came, him and Urgot came right around the end of the Assassin meta a couple patches ago, right when the tank meta was moving in because A, they're tanky, so they fit into the meta, and B, they just have kits that just beat Assassins because you couple their kits, like Cho'Gath's got the Silence, which is very tough for Assassins to deal with, and Urgot's got the Suppression and the lane bullying potential and all that that is also tough for Assassins to deal with, and you couple that with their inherent tankiness, and they just do very well in general against assassins. And again, Echo's no exception. He gets destroyed by those same champions, and he does well against immobile mages and 80 carries. So I don't think Echo... I think if you tune down his numbers a little bit, I don't think he'll be exceptionally strong, but I do think that they need to 
watch their champion releases a little bit more. Like um, another thing that we talked about when I was talking with um, Jeremy's Gaming Curios a couple episodes back, maybe episode six, around there. And um, one thing that he was mentioning is that Riot is putting all of these mechanics that have never been seen before on champions. Like uh, Bard is a great example. Like Bard's kit, I love Bard. I think he's the coolest champion they've come out with in a while. And I think they did a great job with him. And I don't think his kit... I think his kit is very strong if played properly, but I don't think he's overloaded. Like, I never feel like there was nothing I could have done against him, really. So I think that they did a really good job with Bard. And um, I love Bard. But, um, yeah, he's pretty much the exception for they released things in an overpowered state. He's actually released fairly weak. Got a couple buffs after he was released, and now he's in a pretty good spot. He even got picked in competitive a few times. So yeah, go Bard. Bard fan club. And um, Riot has been introducing all of these new mechanics that we've never seen before. Like Bard is, that's what I was talking about. Bard is the perfect example of that. And he really has several mechanics that we've never seen before. Like um, his heal gets stronger over time. That's like, and you can place health packs. We've never seen a champion that places health packs. He has the AoE Zonia's thing that can even work on towers and dragon and baron, and that's cool. Bard is so cool. <laughs> yeah, I like Bard. Could you tell? But um, yeah, we've never seen that from a champion before. His Q is not really anything special. I think it's cool still, but um, you know, it's kind of like Condemn. Pretty similar. But um, yeah, we've, so we've seen that before. And then his Tunnel is something we've never seen. So really... Three out of his four abilities, and chimes, four out of his five abilities are stuff that we've never seen before. And I think that that is a good thing and a bad thing because the bad thing about that is that it's very difficult for older champions to keep up a lot of the time because their kits were very linear. Like, um, look at pre-rework Scion. He was just the most linear thing ever. Either you're building AP and you... Q, W, and either they're dead or they're not, or you're building AD, and you just build a crap little lifesteal and tankiness and then just hit them a bunch, and you literally just walk up and start hitting them. And his kit was an abomination, frankly, and <laughs> that, that champion should have never been created. But uh, <laughs> yeah, so Sign was a very linear kit, and he was also very old. Same thing with Poppy. Her kit is very linear and not particularly fun to play against. Like, if she ults you, there's really nothing you can do. Like, if she ults your support and then goes after you, you can't really do anything about it. It's not fun to play against, which is why they're reworking her. I'm not sure when that's happening, but it is at some point. But yeah, it's these old kits that are having trouble keeping up with the newer kits because the newer kits have so many things that the older kits just frankly don't. Like, um, Echo, Zed, LeBlanc... I think Zed was released early season three, could have been late season two. It was one of those. It might have been. I'm leaning towards late season two, but anyways. So he's still a fairly new champion. LeBlanc is actually pretty old, but um, no, not. I don't remember when she was released, but she's not exceptionally old, like first fifty or so champions level old, and just these mobile champions. First of all, mobility is like a huge boost to any champion's power level. That's why Lee Sin was so strong for so long. Mobility is a stat 
just like any other stat. I mean, you can't easily quantify it, but it does increase a champion's power budget immensely. And so with the amount of mobility that LeBlanc, Zed, Echo, etc. bring to the table, they, they're really outclass these older champions just significantly, which what that's called, what's well, called several things like, um, you can call it either mobility creep, which is, you know, what I just described, or you can call it power creep, which is where the new champions are stronger and stronger and stronger. And it's kind of both. But, um, and as a game developer, I know you really want to avoid power creep because it sucks and, um, can make your game unfun to play. But yeah, I think that Riot really just needs to tone down, like the most linear kit I can think of that was released recently is Velkaz, and that was a pretty long time ago. Not that the kits they've released are bad, he's just the most, you know, basic one that I've seen in a while. That he, like, he could have been released in 2011 and no one would have, he wouldn't have looked out of place at all. But, um, I think he's a cool champion, I think they did a good job with it, just pointing that out. And, um, so I think Riot just needs to be a little bit careful with their new releases Make sure that they don't give these champions overloaded kits and just keep the game fun for people who like the older champions and not make these new kits something that they can't compete with at all. Like, the fact that Echo has comparable damage to a lot of mid laners despite being hyper mobile and really pretty safe. I mean, again, you can kind of play as ult, but it's hard. And, um,. Yeah, I would just say they need to tune it back a bit and release some more linear kits and just chill. <laughs> You're listening to League of Legends Radio. Alright guys, I am going to be dead honest with you right now. I am getting very discouraged in Plat 1. I've been you know, trying to get Diamond for... A while now, and uh, it's taken me a long time to climb through Plat, but I've finally done it, and I've been hovering in Plat 1 for a month or two, and it's just very hard to want to keep going after you lose a bunch of games that don't feel like you could have done much better, or you feel like it was all your teammates' fault, or you just feel like you're playing poorly, or whatever it is. When you go on tilt, it sucks, and you really have to understand what's happening to be able to prevent it. So pretty much what tilting is, for anyone who's unfamiliar with the term, is it's just when you're losing a lot, either a lot of games, or if you're losing your lane hard, or you know whatever's going on, you're losing a lot, and it starts to affect your play because it's affecting your mind. And it's just, it's very easy to get discouraged, and you have to kind of push yourself through it and not let yourself get discouraged because that's when you start to really lose. Like, um, let's say, like, I got to 75, 76, around there, LP and Plat 1, and that's, like, two games away from Diamond, or Diamond promos, at least, and then I lose four in a row and I get back down to zero LP, and it's just really frustrating for me to... Because some of those games were my fault, some of them weren't, I wouldn't say I fed in any of them, but I didn't necessarily play my best in all of them, but one of them just did not feel my like my fault at all, and it's just you have to kind of take a step back in those situations and look at what's happening, because when you tilt, 
what's going on in your head is you feel like you're not going to win no matter how well you play or how well you do. You just feel like your effort is meaningless. And that's a dangerous mentality. And it's one that I have been caught with several times because, you know, in any team game, any given game, you might play perfectly and your team still loses. And, I mean, that's rare. Almost, almost no one plays perfectly ever. And um, But, yeah, I mean, and if you do play perfectly, you'll probably win. Anyways, I digress. And um, those games are tough to lose because it just feels like, like it's easy to get discouraged when your games go badly and it wasn't your fault. Like, that's when you start to think, it doesn't matter how well I do in this game. Anyways, I'll still lose. Blah, blah, rah, 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 rah. Anger, anger, sadness. Cry. <laughs> That's exactly how it happens. Um, but, yeah, you do that, and then you just... That's when you tilt, and you just... You make mistakes, and you tell yourself that it doesn't matter, but you're tilting, and you're going to continue to lose... And the more you lose, the harder you tilt. The harder you tilt, the more you lose. It's just an endless cycle of just soul-sucking depression. I'm worthless. I'll never win. Uh. Yeah. So you just really have to be careful and understand when it's happening. Like, if you get ganked three times in a row and you die to each gank, and you're mad at the enemy team for camping you... Like, really? You're going to yell at the enemy team in all chat because they keep ganking you and it's keep it keeps being successful. Like, I play jungle and if you don't ward ever, I'm just going to keep ganking you. Like, I don't care if you call me names in all chat. I want to win and you're free gold, so I'm going to keep going top, get my top laner fed, get myself fed, and then I can use that influence to try and win the rest of the map. And so if you're... and. I said top lane because, let's be real, top laners, you're the most, you get ganked the most often. Top lane life. But yeah, and when you're yelling at the enemy team for kanking you, you're not focused on what you can do to prevent it. You're just focused on being mad at them because they keep killing you, and you're mad at yourself, even though you won't admit it, for dying so many times, and you're not thinking, what can I do to prevent this? You're not buying wards, you're not playing under tower. You're You get reckless when you're angry, and so... You just play more aggressive, and you keep getting ganked, and you keep dying. And again, it's an endless cycle. And I think that, for me, there's a couple steps to preventing tilt. First is to identify it, and you can identify it by kind of taking a break. Like, it's hard to do in the in the middle of a game. You have to just kind of take a step back. And if you can see a pattern in the game of what you're doing wrong, like, you know, getting ganked over and over again or losing 1v1s because you're not accounting for summoner spells or whatever it is. When you're tilting, you can typically determine some sort of pattern for what's happening. Now, if your team's feeding and you're tilting because of it, not as much you can do. You can't make them not suck, but, um, yeah. And so you identify the tilt, and then after that, you... Say to yourself, what can I do to fix the problem at its source? So, really, in most cases, it's honestly not that difficult to determine what the problem is. Like, obviously, your mindset is poor because you're tilting, so fix that, first of all. 
go watch funny cat videos or something. I don't think that would help, but maybe it will. Try it. You never know. But, um, yeah, so just try and fix your mindset, first of all, and then figure out what it is you're doing wrong so many times because it's typically the same thing over and over again that you're messing up on, which makes you tilt even harder because you know that you're doing it wrong and you know that you're doing the same thing over and over again, but you just can't stop because you're so mad at the world. It's not just a phase, Mom. It's an optic. Oh, that joke was so bad. I don't even play Call of Duty. Anyways. <laughs> and... So once you've done that, my next step is to take a break. Now, you don't necessarily have to stop playing League, but you can go play normals with your friends and just Skype and mess around or whatever. But take a break from ranked. Like, if you're on a three-game losing streak, um, you need to stop playing League. Like, um, Sky Williams, in one of his videos called um, What League Players Don't Say, I think is what it's called, and um, it was just him at his laptop and he's typing he's like wow i just lost two games in a row i might be on tilt and then he closes the laptop and um he's funny but um yeah so you a lot of players will continue to play after they know they're on tilt or even if they haven't figured out they're on tilt but after i lose three in a row i almost always go do something else or like like uh this one game i've been playing is called nidhog i don't know if you've ever heard of it it's um, just like a two-dimensional little arcade fighter game. It's pretty fun, but um, it's good for getting me off tilt because it's a simple game, and it's pretty fun to play with like my friends or whatever um, if they're over, or you can just play the single player and go against computers, and it's pretty relaxing. But anyways, that's the game I play, or I'll play like little flash puzzle platformer whatever games and i'll just play those for an hour or 30 minutes and then go back to league afterwards maybe warm up with a normal game and then play ranked because when you're on tilt you will continue to lose and like i said never ending cycle losing makes you tilt tilting makes you lose and then it just keeps going and it's hard to win games once you're on such a big losing streak because your mind is just so frayed and you can't think anymore and you're not trying anymore, and you're just doing, going through the motions, and really you have to be active every League of Legends game you play. Like, that's, just quick off-topic, that's one of the weirdest things for me to figure out, is that sometimes I'll just be going through the motions and not even realize it. Like, you should be sitting up in your chair when you play, and constantly analyzing the game. And that helps me win a lot of games. Anyways, back to the topic. So yeah, you take that you take that break and then you come back and if you've identified your problems, if you have taken a quick break, you should be fine to play, but you know you better than anyone else does. So if you can tell that you're still on tilt, even after going through my steps, don't play. Those steps are guidelines. They're not, if you do these things, you will never tilt ever and you'll win every single game and get to challenger. No. It's not what I said. Those are my personal steps for fixing my tilt. And they work pretty well for me. I mean, not they don't always work. And one thing that happens to me that is frustrating is um, I'll get like 
you know, like they used to, it used to be ladder anxiety back in when the days of when we actually used ELO and people would stop playing because they didn't want to lose their, you know, spot or whatever. But same thing kind of happens to me, like, especially if I'm at zero LP and I've lost a couple games and I don't want to get demoted, I'll just be too nervous to play or whatever. But yeah. So, I mean, you can't let that stop you either. I mean, at least not forever. But if you know you're going to be too nervous to play in your current mind state, then just don't. Like, that's the simplest thing that I can tell you is just don't play if you're not at 100%. Like, playing tired is the worst because you're not focused at all on what you're doing. And you make so many more mistakes when you're tired. So just, I guess if you take anything away from this, it's stop yourself from tilting and only play ranked when you're at 100%. Do whatever you want in normals. I don't care. <laughs> you control in normals, I guess. Prefer that you troll with your friends, but I'm not gonna like report you or anything. At least not in normals. And um, yeah. Be safe on the rift, summoners. Wink. And that just about wraps up another episode of League of Legends Radio. I really hope you enjoyed it. It was fun to make, as always, and. Follow me on Twitter at LO Legends Radio for updates and whatnot. You could also send me a tweet or email me at ponderseeline at gmail.com if you have any feedback or if you um, would like to be on the show, if you're a content creator, an artist, a musician, anyone who is involved with the community, just shoot me an email or send me a tweet and I'd love to have you guys on the show. Again, I am your host, Ponder Line. This episode was brought to you by the letter T for Tilt. And as always, I'll catch you on the flippity-flop. This has been League of Legends Radio.